I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners. Hello, humans. I am your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business. Uh, I talk with sales and HR experts, other small business owners, and anyone else that can provide you and I with information to clear our way to success. Uh, today's topic, we've got a guest, clearly, and uh, unless you're listening, I guess that wouldn't be clear yet if you're just listening, but um, we've got a guest, and today's topic is branding, and we've got an expert. Uh, my guest today is Mike Skibovius. Um, he was episode maybe one. Mm-hmm. Episode um, one. <laughs> episode one, um, and he had a white box on his face for the whole time, and I think we've got that problem resolved, so that's good. <laughs> Uh, Mike is the conductor of creativity at Scubo Creative. Um, if you want to listen to his background and, and all the things that led to that, um, listen to episode one. And um, yeah, that'll be the intro for now. Mike, thanks for being a guest again on Clearing the Way. Let's talk about branding. Happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so, branding. Um, Branding's an interesting thing because it's, I feel like it's oversimplified um, in most people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oversimplified for sure. So not only that, but like it, it does seem like branding is becoming a little bit of a buzzword, especially, yes. you know, po- you know yes. af- after. It's like marketing. Yeah, so like, like when COVID hit, um, you know, I personally had quite a few businesses reach out to me and say, hey, it, you know, we've taken this time that we're on pause to reflect and it's it's time for some changing. Um, so I I think I I developed at least two or three different brands during like the 20 to 21 year. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were like from the ground up. Um, and since then, like I've noticed, like, like, you know, branding has become a little bit of a buzzword, but I, but I do think that people have a few misconceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's all right with you, I actually would actually like to kind of debunk a few of those. Like, yeah. pretty, pretty much talk about, like, what branding is not. Okay. Yeah, let's, um, yeah. So, first and foremost, you know, branding is not how things look. Brands are, are not logos, specifically. Um, yeah, that is a piece. It, it is a piece. It, okay. And as we'll, as we'll, you know, travel through this journey, and we'll find, like, you know, when I do branding for people, it's usually like 20 to 30 different steps. Okay. Uh, obviously, oh, wow. we're, not, we're not covering yeah, 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 all those yeah, steps yeah. today because yeah, I, yeah. I don't really feel like taking your, your yeah. record for the longest podcast <laughs> ever. Um, so, so yeah. So, you know, first and foremost, like, you know, with the logos and how things look, those are all just visual components. And that is probably, I would say, 15 to 20% of the entire process. I mean, okay. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot more meat on the bones as it were. Okay. Um, so moving on to what else it's not. So branding is not, you know, advertising and marketing. You know, that, that's more of your promotion. Um, that, that's how people find you. But again, it's, it's part of it, but it's not solely those two elements. Mm-hmm. When people are coming to you for branding, mm-hmm. what are they expecting? In most cases. In most cases, you know, calling back to the first misconception, they are asking for logos. Okay. And there's a little bit of education that I have to do on my part to tell them. It's like, okay, so, I mean, yes, this is certainly something that we do. I mean, that's actually, like, why I got into this industry 
first and foremost. Like if I could just sit and do logos all day, yeah. I'd be a happy camper. But that's just not what you know the market calls for. And I've actually found that digging down and becoming and doing branding, you know, you get to touch many different facets. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it keeps somebody with ADD really, uh, <laughs> really engaged. Um, so, so yeah, so to answer your question, you know, there's, there's a little bit of education that comes with, because they think, oh, well, I, I need a logo for this or I need, yeah. you know, we, we need a look. So that's not it. So as, okay. as, we'll, as we'll get, uh, get into it. Um, another misconception is branding is not just for big companies. Like, so you think about, you know, top tier brands like, you know, Walmart, Disney, Mercedes Benz, like everyone thinks, Oh, well, to have a good brand, you have to be like this high-end, top-level business. Yeah. Not the case at all. I mean, your simple mom-and-pop shop has a brand. You're even down to like the personal level. I mean, personal brands are, are a big thing now, especially in the age of influencers. So having a personal brand. Yeah. Um, you know, a personal – like an, an individual is not a tr- billion-dollar business. Well, I mean, unless you're like Mr. Beast or something, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So let's see what else. So I guess before we go to what it's, I think we're going to get this. But is there a like standardized definition that you kind of have, or is that do you have that kind of after we cover the not what is not? So I think the best description to for branding, like for, for the lowest common denominator, is like. Think of branding of, as in, like, when you were dating. So, yeah, how you look during a date is part of it. Mm-hmm. But there's mannerisms. There's the way you look. There's the way that other people react with you and how other people have their experiences with you. Okay. Um, so, 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 so like I said, like calling back, like, you know, the visuals, 20%. But mm-hmm. it's it's... How you project yourself and how people, you know, perceive you okay. is the biggest part of it. Okay. Okay. Um, and then just to – there's probably like two more points I want to make. It's like, you know, and there's two things that branding does um, that is a misconception as well. Like branding does add value to your business and branding does affect sales. Um, I think so a case in point, if you have a close competitor – um, in your industry and like we'll use car, like car salesmen as, as an example. Mm-hmm. So if you go to shop a and you get like the pushy salesperson that sits uh-huh. you down in like this cold metal desk and, yeah. you know, you so, look like a guy that would be in this car. Yeah, what are you doing? Dude? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's not, you're, you don't get the warm and fuzzies, uh-huh. but if you go to, you know, dealer B and they have a nice lounge for you to sit in. They're not high pressure. They serve you like these nice drinks and mm-hmm. coffees and X, Y, and Z. Like those are all, that's all part of their brand. That's all part of the, the user experience. Okay. So, so given those two scenarios, which are you more likely to buy from a or B B every time? Exactly. So that, that's an example of how branding, you know, affects sales. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so that's all good. It's not just my logo. It's not just the colors I choose. It's not just the name I choose. It's not just any of those things. It's kind of, it's, I think the best, 
the best way to think about that based on your definition is just how how you or your business are perceived Mm -hmm. um and that everything that goes into that that's part of branding exactly so when somebody (laughs) that's a lot to cover then yeah okay that's why like i have a nice little condensed Uh version (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah that's a lot that's a lot. So when people, I guess, before we get in, go a little bit deeper, how frequently do people have, uh, so of those, you said 30 steps, is that, um, maybe that's not the real number, but roughly 30. How much of that process do you typically get to cover for somebody, like for a client? Ideally, I, I would like, to, you know, Start to finish, the t- okay. all the touch points. Okay. Um, okay. Now, so it is all things that can be can be worked on. Right. So. Okay. But in some cases, I might have people come to me and say, like, you know, we have a little bit, of, like, we have a brand, we have X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z. So we we kind of meet like one one of our our core values as a business is like to meet our our clients where they are yeah. and build on the foundations they already have so we fill in the gaps for them through education so like let's say if you come to me and you say you know hey for clearing the way we have a logo but not really much else yeah. so then we we take we assess what you have and then we apply it to the framework that that we have internally and then we just kind of fill in the gaps um, okay. So that's been one of like one of the facets that we've done, and that I, I'd say like harking back to the, the 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 clients that I mentioned before, like those were more of like rebranding type clients. I mean, they they mm-hmm. had they have a semblance, but then you had to really kind of overhaul like the mission, the vision, mm-hmm. um, yeah. those aspects. Well, and is like. Is the culture of the company part of that? Culture is um, more more so internal. It's it's internal, but it can also have an external effect. So, yeah. um, for example, when you talk about um, oh, like Uber, for example, mm-hmm. um, you know they actually just had that that miniseries on Showtime. Um, Oh, the name is escaping me, so forgive me. But anyway, it, it was basically the origin story of of Uber, and they showed really like what it was really like to work with TK and how like that perception really just like deteriorated the overall brand to, huh. the, to the point where he needed to be kicked off in order to save the brand. Gotcha. So, you know. There's there's definitely a like there's an internal and external component. I, I would imagine that, you know, if you if you have a really solid internal, like, internal branding, like then, you know, it would be a positive. But yeah. then, and then when it, you may hear about it. Well, but that those things carry like the company culture thing. Like if you have a culture that people don't enjoy working, that's going to carry over. That's going to carry externally. Almost like that A to Z company that uh, you know is definitely <laughs> dropping packages off daily at our <laughs> at our stoops. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So we know what is not necessarily branding. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a definition of branding. So let's 
let's be a little bit more specific about what we are actually referring to because there's like we just kind of went there's a lot so mm-hmm. what are the i guess either what are the important things that we should be thinking about like if i'm coming to somebody or if i know like something's a little off what should i be focused on first okay um what are the most important what are the most impactful and obviously there's going to be some cases where that's that doesn't carry over but right uh, I think that's probably a good place to start and then we can kind of dive into some of those yeah so let's let's start with like a like a crash course as it will so yeah. as I mentioned numerous steps you know you know many 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 hours of of information we're going to condense that down so yes. let's let, let's focus on seven seven key okay. steps okay and I would say the first step is to you know lay down your initial foundation and think about your your brand and the role it's going to play beyond money. Um, so aside from like transactional costs and products and services, like how you're in, like what is the long term goal of your brand? Okay. Like, for example, for my business, I plan on being like. This is kind of skipping ahead just a little bit, but like I am the everyman archetype. Everyman is very relatable and it seeks to, um, you know, pursue connection. Um, okay. So I've, I have that long-term goal and now I've, you know, really taken the steps to plan out how I'm going to accomplish that goal. Okay. Um, so step one, as always... Make a plan. Make a plan. De- <laughs> define where your brand yeah. is going as Actually, well. Actually, yeah. Define define the goal first and then make a plan. Yeah. And then also part of that is also like defining, you know, what commitments your brand will keep. So like c- going back to like the car salesman example, if it is like if you are committed to making sure that your your customers have the best buying experience possible, then you have to make a commitment and you have to make sure that your um, everything that goes into that commitment is consistent and to the best of its ability. Okay. So, okay. So are there, so we need to define this plan and these goals. Is that, um, is that like defining your mission statement or, or, or like, is this, yeah, like what can that look like? So that actually digs into like a sub layer. Okay. So what we're talking about now is like brand substance. And by substance, you know, we, we're talking about like purpose, mission, vision, and values. Okay. okay. Um, those are like the, the four key components of substance. And that, that's actually part of like what we're talking about now. Okay. Um, the other part that I'll also, like while we're in like this mindset of planning is thinking about how your brand is going to behave. Is it appropriate for you to be like the rebel or the bad boy? Or like, do you need to be like this clean, polished corporate look? Like how, like how will you behave and how will you not behave as a brand? Okay. So those those are, those are things that kind of have a clear vision on in the early going. Uh, That way that, you know, you have an idea of how you want to build it, and then you just kind of layer on from there. Okay. Okay. That all makes sense. So. Okay. I think, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, because we could dive way deeper into that, but let's oh, move absolutely. to um, number two or 
whatever the second of the seven is. Yep. So step two, you know, map the brand battlefield as it were. And that's like knowing who you're helping. Like, for example, my, in my business, I say that, you know, I, my, my pitch is like, I, I help small businesses and nonprofits build and tell their story. Um, so I know who I'm helping. I'm helping the small businesses and nonprofits. Mm-hmm. You know, am I out there helping the, the Walmarts and, and what I wish that'd be a nice payday. But yeah. <laughs> that's not who that, no, that's not who, that's not who we are serving. Um, and then actually on the other side of the coin is knowing who's already helping them. So like knowing like, okay. In, in a sense, like if I'm, so if I'm going after the same, like the nonprofits and the businesses, like who else is, is helping them? Yes. Um, and then once you, so this is essentially identifying your competitors. Um, so what you can do is do like, don't copy because we'll get into this later. Like do not copy, but look at like their messaging, their language, their personality, and like their customer journeys, if, if it's available, uh-huh. just to kind of see like what people in your industry are doing. Um, It's very important to differentiate. You can't speak. To make yourself different. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, It's very important because, to you know, you just don't want the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, well, there's got to be a reason that somebody's going to come to you over somebody else. But, um, like you said, like, don't copy, but it's also not necessary. Like, there are some things that, are just the way to do things. Okay. But how do you do those? Like, how do you take those and be different? What is your differentiator? (laughs) And that actually segues nicely into our next step, which is find a different position or be ignored. Um, And, you know, defining how your strategy is different. Mm -hmm. What, what values, what, what separates you apart? Um, So yeah, we actually kind of, without knowing it, we just kind of like, went into like the third step. So. Okay. Um, okay. So we have a plan. We know who, who our audience is. Um, and I now know the lay of the land. Um, I know who's helping who. And, um, okay. This all makes sense so far. This isn't mm-hmm. brand, this isn't logos. Um, we're nowhere near that yet. Right. Okay. But I can see how this, it's weird that branding has like taken on this simplified version of just like, oh, it's a logo. It's so, that's weird. But, um, because logos have a name too. It's like, oh, I, I need a logo. I guess it does feel cooler to say I need help with branding. It does feel cooler. And that, and you know, just in my personal experience, like it, this is definitely different for every walk of life. But like, like I said, like I don't think there's enough education on what brand branding truly is. So yes. that, that's and that and that's what we're you know here to solve today. Well, and when you when you hear about a rebrand, the thing that the consumer sees a lot of times it is the logo. Mm-hmm. So that's what you associate with it. But what they don't <laughs> see is like the processes that are. Take like like Wells Fargo for example. Uh, what like 2015, 16, They had like that huge issue with like the credit cards and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So they rebranded, and 
18 or 19, you know, forgive me if I'm off on those dates, but yeah, there, there was a new identity that rolled out with it, but there was a lot of messaging and that's, Mm -hmm. that, that's the key to like the rebrand. It was a lot of messaging, a lot of, you know, key components, um, internal processes that you and I would have absolutely no access to. Um, so that's when, when there's a major rebrand like that. So that's, that's what is really going on. Yeah. So if, so we're three steps in. And I can definitely see how all of this can start to feel a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a milkshake stand or whatever. <laughs> Brad's and, milkshake. <laughs> and, uh, and it just feels like there's so much that can be done in branding. Um, so I guess it's like it's not an all or nothing thing, Right. Right. Um, there's definitely like a trajectory that you can take. Like you can start off small, like with, with just like knowing like what your mission is, what your mm-hmm. vision, what your core values are. And most people who set out to be business owners already have those established. Yeah. They just don't have it written down or mm-hmm. memorialized as it's called, like somewhere. Yeah. Well, and a lot of this, like you can do research on your own. You can fi- – Obviously, paying somebody that is a professional to do all of these things, like in any case, paying somebody who does something for a living is going to be probably better than you who doesn't really know anything about it. But at least so far, we can do research. Mm-hmm. We can figure out some of these things and at least get to get to get moving, to get started, to get um, just to set ourselves up so that when we can't afford somebody, there's a, a baseline here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can do uh, – so far, we should be able to do if – we're, if we're actually serious about this, I should be able to do this research. I should be able to figure these things out at least basically on my own. Right. Um, and, th- and that's the goal. That's like, I, like I said, I, I didn't want to bog you down with like every yeah. single pro- – like every yeah. single step, every single process. But mm-hmm. like just giving you a, the baseline information enough that like – you can take a stab at this. Yeah. And then if you if you get stuck, you, know, you can always contact me. Yeah. Um, okay. So, all right. So we know the competitors. We know now what is uh, – what our differentiators are. Well, we didn't really – was there more that you wanted to talk about with that? Okay. No, because we're, we're going to go into, like, the next step. So now we know, like, what makes us different. Mm-hmm. Now we need to start applying – uh, characteristics. So we okay. need to humanize your brand okay. because it's really, you know, it's not so much how, as, as we've established how the brand looks, it's how the brand speaks to you. Okay. So what goes into that? Like, okay. So the first, and I touched on this, I made a reference to this earlier, um, but you know, it's defining the archetype okay. and you know, with every story, you know, there, there are heroes, there are, you know, mm-hmm. di- the different people who play roles and we've, you know, as an industry, like we've pretty much se- segmented this out into like 12 different archetypes. Okay. And just very quickly, like we'll go with like the Explorer. So that's like your, your Jeep outlaw is like a diesel, you know, magicians that's like Disney hero is Nike, Lover is like Chanel, you know, Jester, that's like M&M's, Everyman is like a Target, 
uh, caregivers. You know, that's like your World, uh, World Wildlife Foundations. You know, rulers, Mercedes, creators, Apple. You know, the innocent archetype. And that's like your, your Dove Soap. And rounding out with Sage, from like Google. Okay. Um, I know that that's that's quite a bit to you know take in it all at once, mm-hmm. but um, it might be easier that you can kind of like divvy it up into four different quadrants. So, like Innocent Sage and Explorer, they want to explore spirituality. Uh, the Outlaw Magician and Hero, they want to leave a legacy behind. Um, Every man just jester and lover you know they they pursue connection i I mentioned that earlier how like i Mm -hmm. kind of fall into the everyman archetype and then like creator rulers and caregivers you know they want to provide structure so if you think about those those four um categories what and figure out like where my business kind of falls into that Uh so just for example you know, if, if, if I want to leave a legacy and I really want to focus on power, like if you were like a motor manufacturer, mm-hmm. you know, then you might be like, um, well, I was going to say like it, this is actually the, the magician line. So that's not a the motor example is not super great, but. Let me, let me pivot, actually. So, like, you know, you leave a me- uh, legacy, you know, what's a common phrase when, when you associate with Disney? Disney magic. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so figuring that, like, is that a, is that a place to start when I'm trying to figure out? Or is that just, like, I figure out the rest and then kind of... Mm-hmm. That's a step that takes, or that's along the journey. Okay. Um, you know, like like I said, we're kind of like in step four of like the the crash course. Uh-huh. Everything that we've talked about before really needs to take place first because you okay. really need to know who you are and who you want to be before you kind of I get identified as an archetype. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to that end, we also we also take the opportunity to develop like your language and your tone of voice, um, how you're going to speak to, to your, 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 um, your consumers Mm -hmm. and what, what tones and actions. And like, if you have like a special phrase, like, like I said, like Disney magic, for example, Mm -hmm. if that's going to be a key component of your brand, those need to be established around this time too. Okay. Okay. Um, Hmm. Okay. I think I'm going to have questions about that, but let's move on for now. Okay. Um, all right, next, what are we on, five now? We are on five. Okay. And this is developing a, um, a core messaging framework. And what we talk about core messaging is that, uh, again, like how we communicate, how we speak to our audience. So you start crafting that. Um, and we take we take several things into consideration. So it's, you know, knowing who your audience is, the pain points that they experience, the, the existing options they already have, the difference that your brand provides, uh, the actual benefit that they receive from your help mm-hmm. and also the emotional benefit of like how you feel after receiving 
your brand's help. Okay. Uh, so what are the actual, like, in this phase, what are we actually doing? Like, I guess what are the, or some of the things that need to be, like, what are the steps? What are we actually, what are the actions, I right. guess? So, so we to this point, we've, we've kind of figured out who we are. Yeah, we know who we are. And We've got a good grasp on that it's now. To this point, we are starting to define what we do and how we do it. Okay. Um, so that's like well, when we take a deeper, deeper dive into you know your audience and the pain points that they they ex- they experience, and then what they have at their their disposal, and what you can do to be different, and then how they benefit and how they feel after receiving it. Okay. Okay. Um, so when you're helping, I guess this is probably like within the sub layers of this, but like at this phase, how are you or anybody, um, what is the help that is being provided? What is the, if I'm hiring somebody for branding and I'm saying, hey, let's do it all. Are there any actions here, or is this a more, yeah, like, what are we, I guess I'm, like, I'm still kind of lost on what we're actually doing here. So, one of the things that we can look at is, like, for example, your processes. So, we'll use your milkshake um, example. Brad's milkshakes. Um, So, in this case, we would figure out who your audience are. So, that's... Essentially, people... Well, have we done that already, though, at the beginning, or no? We have, because that's part of, like, knowing who you're helping, like, back in step two. So okay. a lot of this is, like I said, like, adding on and building okay. layers. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so now we've got basically, like, one through... I don't know what step we're on. Five? Five. This is five. So, like, one through three and four is like framework mm-hmm. and now we're next like okay now we have like the basics let's dive a step let's, deeper let's add a couple layers and then okay. actually figure out how we're going to do this okay how we're going to project like and okay this makes that makes sense yes um and then so once we figure this out so we just have a a large collection of data, right? We have yes. audience, we have pain points, we have benefits, and it's it's just a jumbled mess of data in on our yes. screens. Yes. So a lot going on. So how so what do we do with that lump of clay, for lack of better words? Yeah. Um, we're gonna craft it into a story. Okay. Um, you know, it typically, you know, your consumers are more likely to buy from a story. Rather than a a logo for lack for lack of better yeah. words, yeah, uh, yeah. So so you know, crafting this story, making yourself relatable, personable, like it, it just like I said, it's humanizing, and it just it it could be a di- differentiator. Okay. Um. All right. And when you're so you're crafting this story, I guess this is where 
this is where the real help is uh, <laughs> helps, I guess. Right. Um, so how can we? I guess you can you can come up with something there. Like, are there is there an easy way for you to walk through? Um, how to develop, like we have all this data, but is there an easy or like very, very overly simplified way of, of thinking about this? So it's at this stage that simply put, like we are starting to build our content. So we're telling people who we are, where we came from, why, you know, you're essentially your whys and your benefits and you're putting it into a cohesive story that appeals to your target demographic. Okay. Um, but also like with the storytelling, like, you know, you can think about, you, you can come from a position of through the eye, from the perspective of like your consumers, like you can, you know, paint a picture of them like in their existing world and the obstacles that they face. So like if you like for your milkshakes, like if I'm if I have a sweet tooth at like three a or you know three p.m. Yeah, we're a late night sweet. We're oh, a late you, night. Uh, so, so three a.m. Okay, so yeah. if I have a sweet tooth at you know, three a.m. Hours of operation are eleven p.m. to uh, four a.m. So oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so I know my target there. Okay. We're we're a sweet tooth late night sweet tooth people. Um, so the obstacle I would face is, well, no, like there aren't very many places open at three a.m. here. Mm-hmm. Correct. So then the next point is putting in a call to action. Like, you know, what the final straw to, you know, it's like pretty much that, that converts on the, on the action. Okay. Okay. I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I know who my company is. I know, uh, I know my, my steps now. I, I know what's going on. That was step five, right? Or uh, six? six. We're on six. six. Okay, we're on six now. Um, okay, and we haven't done anything, anything with any colors, logos, names, any, anything, anything like that we're thinking about yet. Well, and we've done you, a lot of work. Yep, and you're in luck because step seven is wonderful. You know, we, we start <laughs> step getting, seven. We start step getting, seven. We start getting into like the visuals. So okay. that's like. Um, you know, crafting like your logos, your color palette, your typography, image styles. That's, that's a huge thing. So like if you like, you know, if you think like Abercrombie and Fitch or like any of like the high end clothing lines, mm-hmm. they have a certain look to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Walmart's messaging or LL Bean, they have like this homey, um, you know, mm-hmm. nice, nice, but not like super luxurious upscale. Yeah. Um, so with image styles also comes like, you know, graphics and patterns and all that stuff. Um, and then finally, like just like the overall user experience. So if I'm on like a, a website, um, you know, how do I interact with that website? Is there, is there a pop-up that gets me at like when I go to hit the back button or close out uh-huh. where it's like, Hey, you need to you know do this one more thing before you leave. And then I have to spend that microsecond to close out of it. <laughs> but, um, but this is also like where most of like the creative comes from. So, so just to like further elaborate, you know, this is like your websites. If you put any put out any video content, like is it on brand for you to have like something professionally shot, or is it on brand for you to have like a mm-hmm. uh, like a cell phone that 
you know, which granted, you know, the, the cell phones are, are good, but it's just like that. There's that like mm-hmm. the, the horror or the vertical, you know, yeah. the, the vertical look. Yeah. Um, let's see. How do you conduct yourself on social media? What, what does, what do your posts look like? What does like your comment section look like? Um, what, what hashtags do you use? Like all of these things, you know, and we could spend okay. an entire episode like just going over the visuals. Like yeah, and that that's the the the, the designer and me talking like, uh-huh. yeah, this is what I really want. Yeah, but yeah. Not, like, no, there's okay. So I guess to sum up, like it's there's a lot of legwork, and that we are, you know, basically educating our clients on. Like there's 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 a lot to it. Okay, so yeah, that seems difficult that seems difficult to manage um so all right let me look down through these because i feel like we covered a lot of what i um yeah so i guess at the beginning you can do a lot of that you can do a lot of that Mm -hmm. the graph like the visual stuff that's where things get a little more difficult but um but you can start to develop your brand before you hire anybody. Correct. And you probably, I mean, I guess it would help to have somebody kind of guiding you along the way, but you can definitely do that before. Yeah, like like I said, this can be picked up at any time. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, in purpose of this podcast, like we just like, it's nice to think about these things before it gets so far down the line. Yeah. So I guess one thing, like how, how much of a benefit is it to have a clear brand like, or, or, or the opposite, how harmful can it be to not have a clear, like if I've not gone through all these steps, am I screwed or am I just going to be better off if I do go through them? So you're not screwed per se, but it's, it's an uphill battle because what I, what I will say, like, if you don't have clear messaging or you don't have, like, a clear, consistent look to your branding, more times than not, people aren't going to take you seriously. Like, if you, come, if you come across with, like, if you send out, like, an email blast that has, like, inconsistent, like, an inconsistent look or inconsistent mm-hmm. messaging, like, yeah, they, they, they'll, they might still interact with you. But if somebody else comes along who's really sharp and on point, then the attention just goes, yeah. I'm going to go look at the people who look like who they have their, their stuff together. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, and there's that, like, the consistency there. It does play. If, if everything is constantly different fonts and different styles and everything is just constantly different, it does tend to feel less organized Mm -hmm. like you might not know and not like you might have a great product still but it's probably going to be a hindrance like like you said it's going to it might not hurt you but it's not going to accelerate right it won't help you to accelerate right um which I guess if that's the goal, then that would be hurting you. Yeah, because, like, you know, there's, there's definitely a ceiling that the, the you could hit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
when you when you're first starting out in like your first year or two, like it's it's expected, like because you're you know you you have like these different elements that you're you're you know, you're, you're going through trying to figure out mm-hmm. what works, what doesn't work. So so there's there's a grace period, but once you try once you go from like the adolescence to to the next phase next phase of your business, like that's when things need to be polished, things need to yeah. be on point. Your messaging, your nonverbals, uh, your user experience, like that, those things all need to be sharpened and put into practice so that growth can occur. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. That is a fantastic overview of um, what I'm actually talking about whenever somebody says brand or what you're talking about when you say branding. Um you actually covered kind of everything that I had. Was there any other anything else that you think from a high high level we need to be aware of with branding? Hmm, let's see. Cuz I think it would be interesting to tackle some of these like it more in depth, but I don't think this is the I think it's a pick a topic in the future and and dive a little bit deeper, but on a high level, is there anything else I should be aware of or thinking about when I'm starting? Or um, I guess one thing would be like because it is important at the beginning or it feels important, like is naming a part of this? Is I guess the logo is eventually a part of it, but how important is it to not get those wrong? Or is it just – yeah, yeah, like – how worried about those things should I be? Rebrandings happen all the time. So it's not it, – is it is it critical that you have your perfect name? No. I'm still going by Scubo Creative. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. still like – and that's like a super simple like it's – yeah. The first the first five letters of my last name because everybody else screws it up after yeah. after you get to get to the V. Um and creative, which it's what I do. Yeah. Um now do I wanna have like I don't know, like sneakers and snacks studio or something? You know, yeah. Like yeah, you, you could get there eventually. So brands evolve over time. Um, especially so if you think of like Apple or any other ones, like you know, there's definitely an evolution that you can track. Um, so I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself to get it right perfectly okay. right out of the gate. Because I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know, it, it that's a, that's that's yeah. that's like catching lightning in a bottle right there. Yeah. Well, and the company is going to adapt, mm-hmm. so you're going to be different in well, probably. There's, there's also a ton of like external factors. Like, for example, like if you if you had like a major shift, um, you know, from COVID, mm-hmm. you know, that could force you to potentially rebrand and to get your messaging. Like is, um, an example is like escaping me at the moment, but like, you know, something that you have absolutely n- like no effect on, like, I'm sorry, like, Nothing that you did internally, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like a very extreme external factor, it could cause you to rebrand um, or evolve. Is maybe we should start saying evolve instead of rebranding because mm-hmm. you know that's it is what it is. Like you're going from 
one set of visuals, messaging, and whatnot, and yeah. evolving into the next. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, um, where can all of the humans, if we're looking for branding help or anything, um, we're just stuck. Where can I find you? <laughs> so, first and foremost, like I'm, I'm easily reached at uh, or my website scubacreative.com. Um, I'm on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, or if you're local to Washington County, you can more times than not find me at the Ignite uh, Small Business Incubator, um, right on Chestnut Street here in Washington. So, um, and if not. Um, you know, there's there's enough. If you can't find me, then there's a lot of people. There's there's enough people who know how to get a hold of me, because, you know, when you're you're in need of a marketing ally, all you have to do is say, "Hey, Scubo." Yeah. Um, let uh, check out check the description. All of those links will be below. Um, anything else? I just wanted to thank you for having me on today, um, and, you know, I look forward to. Seeing, mm, no, <laughs> no. So I mean, no. I, I'm just glad to to come on today to educate people on on branding. Yes, uh, I think this is a this is an important one. Um, just to give people an idea of what what we're actually talking about and what you should be thinking about whenever you're, um, I guess, developing your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, that is another episode of Clearing the Way. Um, share this with your friends. You've got that, that one friend who he's had that business for three years and, you know, it's just never clear. It's never, his, his fonts are changing. You don't really know who he works with. Uh, he's always changing his logo. He's changed his name 20 times and, you know, he might need a little help. So share this episode with him. Um, he evolved his brand many times. Yes. So share this with them. Um, Hopefully this will help. Uh, Like, comment, do all the subscribing and and all those fun things. And um, that's all. See you next time. Thanks. I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners.